to the Classic Red Green Show podcast. So, welcome to the Classic Red Green Show podcast, and as always, I'm your host, AJ. So, here we are, it's episode 21. It's hard to believe it's already been 21 episodes of this podcast. Of course, it's hard to believe it's only been 21 episodes of this podcast, just the same. Um, Obviously, this has been a long undertaking, we've had stops and starts, it hasn't been as frequent as we would like, but... You know, we're still at it, and uh, I like to think that that's really what's important. Um, especially, you know, when we consider that, you know, the Red Green Show at this point hasn't really been uh, on TV uh, with new episodes since 2005. Um, of course, we are at the tail end of 2022. Um, that puts us at 17 years ago, of course. And, um, you know, it's kind of amazing that, you know, there's still the following for the show. You know, even after that long, or that that long period of time, and and really, it just goes to show like how great the show was, the writing, the acting, you know, just how it touched on a certain element of Canadianity that just people still find resonating today. So, um, you know, obviously for what we're doing here, we're going to keep doing it. It may be in and out. Um, it may not be as frequently as we'd like. Um, just looking at the stats here, we've only actually put out four episodes this year. Uh, besides this one, which will be the fifth, uh, and probably the last of 2022, uh, which is fine, but we'll we'll definitely be looking to hit 2023 very hard. I mean, 2021 we, we did fantastic, um, you know, qu- quite a few there. I think six seven episodes there, almost one a month. So that's kind of where we want to get back to. Um, so we're certainly going to look on that. Um, the one thing I did want to bring up is, of course, this is if if you're listening to this as it, you know recently or the day of a a dropping uh, we're looking at the tail end of 2022 of course that's December Um, typically you know we'd reflect on one of the Christmas episodes of the show and and, uh, we did that we kind of jumped the line a little bit way back in 2020 and we did a very merry red green Christmas Um, we're not going to do another Christmas episode this year so I'm going to put a little bit of a side episode um, coming up and just sort of referring back to that, I mean it was a great episode, obviously um, probably the, the best Christmas episode they did on the show, so we're going to reflect basically on that um, kind of classic episode of ours and, and of course a classic episode of the show and and uh, hope that everyone has a great Christmas uh, you know and kind of go from there and, and get our start in the new year so for today, I mean, I'm not really going to do a big monologue. Uh, we do have a few interesting tidbits of news to report. I'm pretty excited about one of them. Um, definitely is the type of thing that's right up our alley here at the classic Red Green Show podcast, which, as you know, has the focus of the first couple of seasons specifically. Um, so I think you're going to like it. I think you're going to be excited about it, and it's just in time for Christmas, of course. So that that's going to be really great. And you know what else is just in time for Christmas? Could be some great items brought to you by our sponsors at Railline Design. 
Uh, it's not too late. You can get your order in. And uh, assuming you're listening to this before Christmas, hopefully you'll be able to find that great Christmas item that you're looking for for that very special person in your life or, you know, maybe just a good friend or just somebody you have to give something to. You know, they can cover it all over there at Rail Line Designs. Um, you know, as of course their slogan is get your decor on track. Um, maybe it's get your Christmas gifts on track too because, you know, it's going to come up fast and the folks down there at Rail Line Design are going to help you out just like they helped the show out here. So uh, Google Rail Line Design uh, and, and go on and see what they have. They're definitely doing a, a couple new promotions. Could be some uh, dollar savings in your future as well. So give them a, give them a look and uh, they help us out. So uh, help them out as well. So I guess we'll we don't have a lot of segments today. We're probably just going to do a quick go, get right into the, the show of the week. So we're just going to get right into our one segment we do have, which is the news. Okay, so we're into the news here, and uh, we're going to start by kind of doing a quick reflection on the Possum Lodge podcast, which um, Steve Smith puts out on his website. And um, they've been really, really upfront with a couple of early release and special offers. We're going to get to those in a minute. Those are something a little bit more fun and something I'm pretty excited about. So we'll get to that. But um, if you're kind of listening to this fairly recently after it drops, uh, the last episode they have is episode 30. So they're, they're a few ahead of us already, but we're hanging in there. Uh, and that, of course, dropped on November 27th. Um, so if you are a member of that, you are definitely, I hope, would know about it. If you're not, um, definitely go on there and have a look. Uh, I really recommend it. It's a fantastic podcast. It's right in line with the show. You know, if you're missing the show, you know, you're tired of watching the episodes over and over and over again. Uh, you know the lines kind of thing. My advice is to get on there and give the podcast a little bit of a spin too, because I think you really are going to enjoy it. Um, they got a couple of membership levels. I mean, everything's days is monetized, obviously except for this show, of course. Um, so you can go on there, and you can get kind of the full deal, or you can just listen to whatever's current. I mean, it's, they've got pricing for everybody, so give them a kind of a look over if you just want to have a peek at it. If you're not really sure. You, first you're hearing of this um go right onto the red green show website and they'll have the link it's the first thing like you that shows up on the website when you go in so you won't miss it but uh go on there have a look check it out um you'll be glad you did um so the other thing and, and this is it's kind of crazy because they are not in stock from the looks of it but um i'm hoping they're gonna get more stock and you know we'll see how it goes um, but Red Green is, is doing this really, really, really cool promotion, and I, I am so excited about this. Um, so, we talk a lot, and I know in some of the first episodes of our podcast here, we talk a lot about the shows, um, props, the different things, especially for unique for Season 1. And for those people who watch Season 1 and have watched other seasons, you'll notice that the actual shirts that Harold and Red wear, the, the, the plaid shirts, they do differ uh, through a couple of the seasons, and towards the end they sort of are kind of a standardized thing. Uh, but Season 1 in particular is very, very, very unique. And 
you kind of will notice this in season two. I'll, I'll be sure to point that out where certain segments clearly were shot and were just kind of leftover segments from season one. And so they make their way into season two, even though, you know, spoiler alert, you know, zip ahead if you don't want the spoiler. But um, they're going to have a different flannel, a little bit different, uh, noticeably different, I'll say, more in line with kind of what we had come to expect later on in the series but very different from season one so season one's kind of a mystery i mean i'm assuming they just went to the local stedmans or you know um zellers or um uh, wherever else that they would have gone maybe buy away bargain shop you know whatever uh grabbed a couple of um flat flannel shirts obviously rustic that's everything that meets the show feel and you know of course put the little patches there on the on the uh, breast pocket and kind of away they went. Um, there's no real information as to who made them, where they bought them, like that. That I can't dig up. I haven't been able to find that. Even talking to some internal people, they they don't know. They don't remember. That was 32 years ago. And in honor of the 32nd anniversary, which classic red green, where you know we're gonna do that. Um, they've actually teamed up with. Uh, Dixon, which is a clothing manufacturer, I believe, from British Columbia West, uh, so Dixon Flannel Company of Canada, and uh, they've put out this nice little promotion uh, where Dixon's making the red-green flannel, and these are kind of a promotion, you know, with red-green, Steve Smith, of course, and obviously at the show. Um, the cool part is that, that right over kind of that left breast pocket, uh, where the Possum Lodge crest would be. Instead of the crest, they have a little red-green show kind of emblem, which is really cool, I think. Um, kind of a, a thing where people would know. Uh, you know, you're sort of advertising the show a little bit, I guess. Um, the actual tag that comes with it, it's a Dixon tag, but then they have the Possum Lodge crest on the tag as well. That's really cool. Um, and I believe on the internal tag, they also have a bit of a red-green kind of... Um, logo or homage to them so um very 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 cool um it blew my mind when i saw this um they're doing obviously a um a big uh kind of a, a pre-sale off the website off the red green website um the red green shop of course uh, for those people who don't know uh, I know and i'm looking at it right now i mean this is mid-december 2022 they're still out unless you wear an extra small you're not going to buy it like they just don't have anything and really sucks but uh sure enough it looks like the red green shop has some so if you can't find your size on dixon themselves go to the red green shop um they appear to be having some uh that may change of course uh, as I know that the demand for them is, is understandably very, very strong for this. I mean, these are really, really cool. I can't stress enough how excited I am about this. So, if you're a fan of the show, I mean, and especially a fan of the early season of the show, like, you are going to love this. Um, Steve Smith has done a lot of promotion on Facebook, um, obviously on his own website with the podcast. He's even on the Dixon website himself with a couple of pictures of him wearing it. He's got some of the Possum Lodge, um, kind of the background items that he's kept. Uh, you can see a couple of the cool ones there on that. You know, they've got the Possum sign. They've got the half uh, canoe where it's kind of made into shelves. The random uh, Christmas lights just turned about. And he's standing in front of it in full red-green regalia with that shirt on. So very, very cool to see. 
uh, very excited that this is a promotion. And to be honest, if you go to uh, Dixon's website, um, and this is, I think, is the really cool part about it, is they have, like, they're really, really big, of course. Their, their thing is flannels. Um, but they have a lot of really cool stuff on here, like, you know, sort of a cross-promotion even, where they, they're kind of partnering or they have kind of a thing named after other people. Like, for example, the Travis Tritt Orange Buffalo Flannel. So if you're a fan of Country Star Travis Tritt, I mean, this is obviously something to do with uh, maybe a shoot he did or something. That I don't know. Uh, I know, of course... Travis Tritt, I, I just don't know what that would be, but they obviously have something to do with that. Um, there's another one here, BRCC Coffee or Dye Flannel, I'm assuming that's a coffee company. Um, so they do kind of a promotion with them, clearly, so they, they seem to be doing these things, they're selling them, um, I think it's really cool. Uh, here's one, Novosky Rifleman Anniversary, so pro again, probably something that they are doing working with somebody else maybe it's a, a kind of a company house uh, outfit that they're doing and uh, they're selling to anybody so I mean I love it I think that this is going to become a more permanent thing for them I hope it is um, and we'll see because that will give fans like you or I uh, an opportunity to own something and to kind of wear something that's um, really close to the show that way in kind of a different way too you know almost kind of bring a bit of the show back into your own life so I really love it. Love the promotion. I'm absolutely just over the moon that they're doing this. Uh, completely out of the blue. This is not something that I even found out in advance or it was on the, anyone's radar. Like, this is literally just dropped. You know, hey, surprise, here's this thing happening. Blew my mind when I first saw it. So, I don't know who is thinking this is a great idea, but I mean, whoever it is, thank you very much for this. Uh, my only thing is, you know, Steve Smith, if you're listening, See if you can get some of those possum launch patches for, uh, you know, maybe a promo or something, you know. You can pop them on there on that uh, left breast pocket. That would be really cool, you know. Very cool to have a kind of a replica of that Season 1 uh, flannel shirt. So, uh, if you're listening, you know, little request. So, uh, very excited about that. Uh, that's one of the, probably the main news thing that I want to bring to you. Uh, just some of the stuff I was pretty excited about. Um, but I will touch on a few other things, uh, kind of that I found in, in kind of over the last little while. Um, so a little shout out to Neil Crone. He's someone that we're going to meet in season two. I'm a very big fan of his work, and not just in the show. I mean, I, I really liked him in the show in season two. I won't give a bit of a spoiler on on his character and all that type of thing, but I did like it. Um, another big fan of of kind of his work for that he did was on Power Play, which is a show uh, from you know late 90s, early 2000s, um, centered around um, kind of a drama for uh, a hockey team in Hamilton, Ontario. And, uh, you know, he's done a lot of great stuff. You know, Little Mosque in the Prairie is a big one for him. Um, you know, obviously, Power Play, Red Green. I mean, there's there's the whole list of stuff on here that he's done, um, which is kind of neat because, you know, there's stuff that it's like, wow, I, I totally forgot that he was even in that. And, you know, just because he's done so much, like, Republic of Doyle, like, I, I totally forgot he, he was kind of a, a one-episode guest on that one, like, you know, it's fantastic, I mean, you know, a lot of great stuff on here, but, uh, Erie, Indiana, there, I remember him from that growing up, I mean, it was a great, uh, a great show, you know, like, so, uh, great for him, uh, but the one thing I did want to bring up, and this is something he uh, did fairly recently, um, you know, just last year, he's reprised his role as Gordon the Big Engine in Thomas and Friends, All Engines Go!, and for those of you who are like me who have kids, especially kids that are into Thomas, 
that's really cool. You, you know, you're sitting there, you're kind of watching, you know, the kids are, are kind of like, hey, you put this on, uh, and you're sort of just doing whatever and, and just not really thinking much about it. Next you know, there's that voice, and you're thinking, I know who that is. And sure enough, because if you look back into kind of his background, in 2000, he started as the voice of Gordon and Diesel 10 uh, in Thomas and the Magic Railroad, and he's done... Um, couple of small movie and, and kind of TV for, you know, or as the Thomas character, but nothing in the last, I think, 15 years here from what I can tell, so it, this is kind of a big deal for him to come back and, and voice Gordon again, and, and I'm really excited that he's doing it. Um, it makes, you know, again, for someone like me, it makes it kind of fun to see somebody you know from the Red Green Show right in there with your kid stuff. At least it makes putting up with watching that a little bit easier. So, uh, great on you, uh, Neil Crone, for doing that. That's, that's really cool. Uh, so, another one that I will do is um, this In Saga. So, it's a, a, a Mississauga-centric, um, uh, I, I guess, newspaper, kind of online news site or something. So, insaga.com. Um, so there's one from November 25th, 2022. A duct tape BMW stopped on Highway 401 by Mississauga OBP and Brampton driver has been charged. And they got a picture of it. It is a BMW 320i, fairly recently new one, and it is not in good shape, but definitely with a lot of duct tape on that. And uh, it's one of those things that you kind of look at and you're like, yeah, that's pretty awful. Um, definitely looks like he's had this on for a while and he's had numerous applications of the tape and he is I don't know if that's he's just in a lot of accidents or like what's going on with that but he is not you know got a car in good shape here especially because it seems like it's a fairly new you know and new in the last you know five ten years type of thing but anyways the uh, reason I'm bringing it up is um, th this whole thing was a mess um, you know he's, he was basically driving this car um, it was stopped obviously it was a really rough shape it looked like it's held together by duct tape according to the OBP um, you know they're, they're gonna do a routine check to just make sure the car is safe obviously um, apparently the 27 year old Brampton Ontario driver pleaded with the officers claiming he was actually selling the car uh, and this is all in a tweet from the OBP on their official I guess Twitter account um, Again, really weird. They they mentioned that the rear window and side window were covered in black duct tape. There's tape marks on the side of the car, and those indicate that it wasn't the first time he kind of had applied this. I 100% agree with that. This looks ugly. Um, interestingly enough, the driver didn't have insurance. His driver's license itself was suspended, uh, and he faces several charges, including an unsafe vehicle. Apparently, so he's in a lot of trouble. But a lot of people thought it was funny that he made the claim he was selling the car. And obviously, for some reason, thought it was okay to drive it on, you know, the 401. And, and those of you who don't know, the 401 in Toronto specifically is um, the busiest section of highway in North America. Um, incredibly busy. Um, definitely, you know, if you're not not a comfortable driver, definitely not someone you should be. And, you know, for a guy like this, you, he's probably a pretty reckless guy. Probably shouldn't be there. Um, but it's it kind of took Twitter by storm. And um, a lot of people are saying, well, you know, who, who's actually buying this? Like, you know, is it like going to a scrapyard? Like, you know, that's the only thing that makes sense. And it's funny because 
they're basically re relating it back to the Red Green Show um, and citing the Red Green Show, obviously, because duct tape was used to repair about anything. And a lot of people, <laughs> and again, saying that he apparently is going to sell to Red Green, obviously, because he's on the 401, and, I mean, going in somewhat the direction of Hamilton, you know, in that Red Green country area. So, um, yeah, a lot of people, like, have are having a lot of fun with this. So, um, I mean, it's obviously a pretty serious thing. The guy had black duct tape, and I'm, I'm not even kidding you, is black to match the black color of the car, and it goes all the way over, the like, the full back window, and the cops had noted, you know, hey, like, that's pretty reckless to do that, you know, because you're just, you're not going to see anything. I mean, it's very stupid. So, um, obviously a serious thing, but everyone's kind of making light of it. You know, obviously their red ring connection, I thought it was really funny. Um, you know, everything's all safe now. Obviously the, the police did their job, got the guy out of there, um, so he can't hurt anyone. So, you know. We're going to have a little fun. I mean, why not bring the Red Green Show back into the play here? Um, so pretty funny, I guess, from that perspective. But, uh, yeah, just an interesting article, I thought. You know, again, showing Red Green showing up in, uh, up in uh, you know, kind of the modern psyche of, of fans and just in, in general. So uh, pretty neat to see that. Uh, so with that, I guess we've hit the news. So with that, I think we'll just get right into the show uh, of the week. It's episode 21, uh, of course, of the Red Green Show. If you want to listen along with with us here, you can definitely do that. Uh, maybe put it on pause here. Uh, go queue it up. You know, maybe grab some popcorn. You know, grab a drink, that type of thing. Do a bathroom break, and then come on back, uh, hit play, and then you can kind of join up with us. And you know, we'll tell you when to to hit play, and you can kind of follow along. Otherwise, yeah, you know, sit back, relax, enjoy the. Uh, episode 21 of the show here. So if you want to queue it up, it's uh, just go into your Google machine there, type in episode 21, uh, Red Green Show. It should be the first one that comes up. Um, and obviously by the Red Green Show um, YouTube account. And, um, you know, that one, of course, is tied to the, the jet ski. So with that, uh, you know, we'll just let you put it on pause if you want, and we'll come back and uh, start our show of the week. Okay, so here we are. We are on episode 21 of the Red Green Show called The Jet Ski. So the synopsis for this one is somebody on Possum Lake has a jet ski. Red shows you how you can substitute tools. Hap has an unbelievable ice fishing experience. And Bill goes international in demonstrating the bolos. Uh, we're going to have, as far as our cast goes, Steve Smith is Red Green. Patrick McKenna, of course, is Harold Green. Rick Green is Bill Smith. Gordon Pinsett will make an appearance as Hap Shaughnessy, although it is uncredited, technically. And uh, Mark Wilson's our main uh, guest actor as Glenn Braxton, who's also apparently technically uncredited as well. But I have to uh, definitely agree with Harold on this opening here. It is hard to find something to say when you uh, are, are kind of doing the same thing at the same time. Of course, with this show. But... Uh, episode 21 apparently was aired originally on August 18th of 1991. So, let's see how that goes. Right coming in here. Of course, you go right into red. You know, we're going to go right back. Episode 20, we had a little instance where 
here I'm just kind of letting him run loose and you know why do you interrupt me all, all the time kind of thing so now I'm not going to do it that type of attitude uh, we get right back to him interrupting so uh, look for that of course in the next little bit here of course popping it off and, and of course he's not going to give him warning at all he's just going to do it and just keep watching that hand I love that look though that Harold kind of like he's bored a bored nerd kind of an old school look but he's also looking to see he's paying attention so you just keep watching those fingers there Looking closer at him, and there you go. He couldn't wait. Of course, we got this bumper. This is somewhere in Hamilton. I just outside of Hamilton. I have not figured out where this is yet. This is our campfire song number one. Pretty good campfire song. And now he's just messing with him, of course. You know, where did that come from? Yeah, like Harold's kind of like, huh? Yeah. Alright. Of course, Red here is going to demonstrate some uh, substitute tools. But, so we're back in the shop. The last couple episodes we've been outside, of course, in that um, farm or kind of rural area that they, they shoot a lot in. Now we're going right back in the shop. See some of those ferns and plants. Those are actual plants in the back. They use those uh, house plants, basically, that you know, kind of larger house plants. Prop them up, make them look kind of like bush. So, kind of nice little addition. Makes it look real anyway. So we got a bunch of scrub nails and this board. Um, you know, you see that. The other thing too, just to is uh, on the left side of the screen there, you see that um, cluster of cords and that. Uh, he periodically uses that, of course, as we've seen earlier in the season. Um, I don't know about you, but uh, I certainly don't know the handyman who doesn't have a kind of hanging power cord or some sort of a power bar or something. Um, it's kind of handy. I also don't advise that. I mean, I wouldn't use a... I wouldn't use a, ha a hatchet or an axe. That's a recipe for disaster. You know, th this is actually interesting too. Uh, I know for the police, at least here in Canada, traditionally they were given, um, you know, some nice big flashlights. Um, and what they would use with them is, of course, it, you know, you'd have this thick um, body of the flashlight, especially some, you know, 70s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and they would use them that way. They were kind of designed as being more of a baton or a substitute baton. So it's sort of fitting he uses it here. I think the flashlights, they were mag lights, I believe. Um, there's a, a specific model that the cops use. It became very popular, of course. Um, these days, you can still buy them, but I, I don't feel like they're as popular. I mean, he's got a point here. Ten cents, you know, a coin of any... I'm not going to say any size, but certainly a coin. I mean, it's it's a option that you have if you need it. You have to hold. You kind of wish they said nails with attitude, or 
nails with fashion sense or something, but, you know, nails with threads does make sense. Of course, we'll come back to it. <laughs> like that. And then he just sort of stops when he sees, like, looking over at him. Kind of reinforces that, that notion that Harold's, you know, a 16 or 18-year-old, you know, there with his uncle. A little bit scared of him, of course. Right into our, our poem here. That just feels hot, doesn't it? These, uh, these long shots are really good. Ain't that the truth, right? We should come back into our story. We're going to come up after this. We're going to visit with Glenn. I mean, we have to. It's a jet ski. It's a boat. You know, that's Glenn's purview, so they're going to go there. Of course, he wish they hadn't. He's the laziest uh, marina owner probably in the... In the Old continent. So we talk about jet skis, of course. I mean, jet skis were super unusual. You know, 1990, 91. They were brand new. They were kind of a new thing. But everyone saw them as more of a snowmobile on the water. If you uh, if you go to your Google machine and you have a chance and look up some of those early Kawasaki's and Skidoo's and stuff like that. Um, there's Glenn there. Um, you know, they, they do have a bit of a look of a, of a snowmobile from that era, so it makes a little sense. We have the docks in the back. Um, got our uh, the camper, the RV. You know, Glenn's going to be... Uh, Glenn's going to be using the RV here. Of course, I love the, uh, the talk here about it. Our marine in the background. This one looks to me like uh, somewhere around Hamilton. But kind of a marina. I know in, in other seasons he's actually had a marina up in Lake Rosa, I believe. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of amazing, right? You remember those earlier um, segments with Glenn and series? Yeah, earlier in the season here, and you kind of just tricked Red into doing stuff for him, and sit there and drink pop. Not doing anything. Worry about the color. Which, that feels like the world's no, best excuse, right? Plan. There, he's going in there to get in and, and leave. Of course, it's funny, so there's a segment later on the series where he you know, honks a horn at him. And there's a segment so where he finally convinces his family to go in the RV down to um, Disney World. So we'll see that later. Looks like there's a lead law sign in the back. Pretty sure it's laid law. Which, if that's laid law, I'm pretty sure that's Hamilton right down at the harbor somewhere. Which again, if you've got any troubles with your boat motor, 
you're gonna call him and Florida, a different country. <laughs> About a boat motor? Like, what's he supposed to do in Florida, right? Like, yeah, you just feel for Red. You just stuck with that. For Simcoe being northern, well, not northern, but uh, north of Toronto. Lake Simcoe now. Right back into Handyman Corner. I need all this is not going to end well. Which, of course, we were just doing that earlier, right? I mean, I, I guess it could happen. You just ruin your screwdriver, but unless it's a good screwdriver, you have to have good steel, I guess. I don't know. Well, I suppose that that might work. I don't know. I do not advise this. Well, that now there's good advice. I mean. Of course, you see where this is going. This is just not. I mean, you probably could kick it, but. You know. That's. Look, he's kind of. He's, you see him looking. He's sort of laughing a little bit. A little bit of a smile there. So. It's kind of amazing about him. Uh, you know, Steve Smith is always a character, and he, he doesn't really break character when it's something so absurd. Even with uh, with Bill, I mean, Rick Green is phenomenally hilarious. Um, I, I don't know how I did laugh. Yeah. Or maybe he did, and they cut it out. I don't know. Not right into mail call. <laughs> Great timing. You showed up where we were supposed to be at the time you're supposed to be there. Or maybe the Harold just waits. And he shows up eventually. I don't know. I think Red's. Yeah. You know, okay. I've been watching your show for a whole episode now, and I really think it's the greatest thing to hit TV since WrestleMania. I like wrestling. I used to like. Again, WrestleMania being only five years old at the time. Is that at the time? Yeah, that was a good question. He's funny too because he's not wrong. <laughs> you like the little scoff there, you know, Harold laughing. I mean, he plays the immature teenager, right? Like, Oh, this is getting a little saucy, eh? Uh, says, uh, I really like your truck. 
Which is funny. Wawa, of course, Wawa, Ontario. Big goose. It's pretty big. It's in front of a gas station, believe it or not. It's just sort of a attraction of the area for years. This is a great story, actually. <laughs> you kind of want to hit him in the back of the head there. It's like, really? Does that really matter? <laughs> oh, he's going to talk about the truck here. Let's see this. And he's, you get a shot like that, you know that he's, he's going right into that. And the way, I don't know, if he slowed that down, I feel like that was actually him swinging into the side of that, which is pretty impressive because he was a doll or a dummy later on in, you know, throughout the series, but that had to hurt. And you throw them. So we know someone's getting probably hurt. Uh, certainly the, the van's going to get damaged here. The Probably the rear view uh, mirror is going to go down. Oof, that had to hurt. It takes a little getting used to bills, I guess, especially some of the things that can go wrong with them. Of course, right here in the bush. So I'm pretty sure this area is kind of where that, uh, where they would shoot, um, like a lot of handyman corners at the outside there, in front of those sheds. I don't know why I'd point out, I'd just take off. No one's surprised about that, right? And Rick Green, just with that playing that, like, kind of that buffoon, you know, looks so excited about it, too. Yeah, it's not bad, right? Uh, I imagine it'd be hard to throw. And, yeah. Oh, miss. I like how it just it clearly was just going over on the, on the ground. That's impressive. You do that. The cameraman. Which it's funny because in, in other episodes they refer to the camera as Harold for this, right? So. Just kicking and. and. Probably not. Just like a cartoon. That's a dummy. That one was a dummy. But they get, he got up seamless too. Yeah, I'd probably get out of here at this point. So I mean, if you're gonna do this at home, I, I really suggest you take some care of that, cause uh, yeah, that that doesn't seem like that much fun. Oh, 
you know that that's one if you're if you're in the northern states or especially in Canada, like you'll get that one for sure. Well, here we're gonna another segment. So again, they clearly they clearly shot this, you know, because in the last episode they had a segment, you know, it's a twenty. If you uh, had previously watched our last podcast, of course you're gonna see this as well. Um, so and you know Harold's basically messing around with the same thing, same exact same. Um, chainsaw and of course you got the pasta van over there on the back right it's obviously a you know one of those shots that they did in a day I like this what like just completely mind blown like he plays that so well <laughs> You know, and, and it's funny because, again, time period, 1990-91, ketchup didn't show up into the States, into the United States, until two years ago. So we're talking, if you're American, you're watching this at this time, and you're hearing ketchup, ketchup's still 30 years away for you. You know? And, and what's it's hilarious about it, and again, this is a looking back at this kind of situation, 30 years, 30 years before this this was filmed in 1990, you got arguably that time period that Red's talking about. So it's kind of, it's, fu it's funny how Harold's just so mind-blown by that. Meanwhile, you know, for ketchup chips, for example, he's still waiting 30 years. Of course, we got this bumper going back to that one episode, uh, you know, they, they really get a lot of mileage out of that, Bill. It's kind of, anyways, it's kind of a neat thing about that episode. It's just, you know, who, who would have thought, right, 1990, they filmed this, who would have thought ketchup chips would be a thing uh, only in Canada for another 30 years? Back to the poem. So you can see they're, they're doing a little bit of filler. Uh, they only have a few more minutes to cover, so um, usually we go out of uh, a couple of these segments and go right into kind of you know a larger segment. But they don't have that, of course. We we had Glenn Braxton earlier on, uh, and now we're gonna have Hap in his boat. We're telling some tall tales. We talk about uh, Gordon Pinsett. He did serve in the Canadian military, so it's sort of fitting that he's got a military um, battalion hat on. First, back with these tall tales. It just shows Gordon Pinsent's side because you see, you if you're listening to this, you're not watching it. It sounds like it. Not, it's not even that he's acting. He it just sounds like this guy telling these tall tales. <laughs> like just that's just so absurd. But yet, you know, he plays it perfectly. It's phenomenal, and that's why he's on the show like off and on for the whole series. It's also interesting, Cap Shaughnessy is the one guy they really develop his character throughout the series. I mean, here he's just a friend of, Her of Red's, they're fishing, and then he becomes captain of the water taxi for some reason. 
he's there for a while and he just becomes another you know one of the friends the only one who might have a handle or kind of be anywhere close to that is Ranger Gord where of course he would eventually move him out of the water or water fire watch hour thing um, but that that's the only close one I'd say yeah I had to wonder like how does he manage that I have to say, this is a pretty wild story, right? Like, you know, who's telling the tall the tale? Hop Shaughnessy or Red Green right now? Of course, you have to love how he's telling it. He's just, he's got that enthusiasm as if, like, not only did this really happen, but he's actually super excited about it. Must have been a fun afternoon. Okay then. Thank you all for watching. Hope you enjoyed the show. And until next time, on behalf of myself, uh, Harold there, and uh, the rest of the gang up the See, line. this is one of the last few where he just sort of forgets his name, kind of, a little bit. But, again, that's, they're really, you can tell that they're really playing in season one and just sort of finding their way, finding what works. So, um, oh, we get, we get this. And it's fun because it, it shows that sort of like they're doing different things. And they just sort of had some extra stuff to kind of pop in there. Because after season one, they did all these filming. And anything good, I mean, they're going to want to use it. And clearly, there is no guarantee of a season two. So uh, in this season, they just really slapped together a lot of random clips of different poems and, and kind of the different um, campfire stuff. Um, and that's why we get that random poem, you know, right in the back end of the credits. Which is the only time in the whole se series that they do that. Just, just this episode, so. It's kind of a fun, uh, kind of a fun way to end the show that way for them. Um, because it's certainly unique in the season. And, of course, the series. So, I mean, with all this talk of ending the show, I mean, I think I'm just going to end the show here on that. Uh, we had a great show today. Uh, I was pretty happy about it. Um, I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, you know, of course, if you did uh, enjoy the show, make sure to tell your friends. Because anybody who likes Red Green, we want to want appeal to them. We want to have them uh, willing and able and knowing about the show and able to listen and all that. So tell your friends. Um, we're pretty sure that they would enjoy it. Um, so I guess with that, we'll just thank our sponsor of, of the show, Railline Designs. Um, of course, as always, they're saying, get your decor on track. Um, help them um, by being a patron, and of course, they're going to help us by being a great sponsor. So uh, we want to show them uh, how our community here of Red Green fans is uh, a strong community and one that's you know willing to help out people, help out the show. So. Uh, Give them a look and see if there's anything that catches your eye. Um, I mean, they've got stuff for all seasons, uh, all your needs, you know, whether it's a gift or, you know, maybe a gift for yourself even. 
um, maybe for the cottage, maybe for your home, summer, winter, fall, spring, doesn't matter. They have something there for you. You know, check them out and uh, give them uh, give them a look for your business. So with that, I'll end the show there and uh, tell you, um, you know, if you want to look for us, uh, if you want to reach out to us, you want to talk to us, you can go right to the Red Green Fans Facebook group, or you could also go right to the Classic Red Green Show page. Uh, it's on Weebly. You can Google that. It's going to be the first hit for you there. You know, go on the page. There's a contact form, and uh, feel free to provide your thoughts uh, or any information you might have. Uh, we really appreciate it. I love interacting with the fans, and it's fun to meet other people who love the show just as much as I do. So with that, we'll say uh, good night for the the podcast. We'll just kind of end it here, and uh, as always, keep your stick on the ice.